morning, welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church. It's great that you can be with us again this morning online. Uh, this is our third service of Church Online. Um, again, we're trying to develop things and make them better. So we have Josh playing the cajon, Sarah's playing keys, and Mary's our media operator today. So she's uh, stepping up and stepping out. And I think we can maybe give her a job once uh, church is gathered again. She says, oh no, no chance. But we're here to worship God today. We're here really to lift up the name of Jesus. We're here to praise him. You know, we might be scattered, um, but church is not a building. Church is the people. And we can worship God wherever we are. And where you are uh, today in your living room or, or wherever you're, you, you're watching this uh, broadcast, you can lift up your hands, lift up your voice and praise and worship. And I really encourage you to do that. So let's, let's sing. We're going to praise. We're going to give God the glory because he is God most high. So let's praise him today. Father, we just thank you that you are with us, that you never leave us, you never forsake us. Father, we just give you the glory, we give you the praise. And Father, we pray for the church all over our nation as it's scattered. Father, we can't gather together today, but Father, your church is uh, together worshipping you. And Father, we pray that you do something new in our hearts today. Father, we pray that you would deposit something into us. Father, something which we need from you. Father, the things which we need from you. Father, we pray that you come and that you would meet our needs today. Father, we pray that you would have your way amongst us today. Father, that you would speak into our hearts and into our lives. Father, that you would speak into the storm. And Father, we just pray that you bring your peace into our hearts. Father, even now as we worship you. Father, even now as we begin to sing praises to your name. Father, we pray that your peace would enter into our hearts. And Father, that we would just know your presence in such a special way. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.
Father, we just thank you that you are our hope, that Jesus is our hope. He is our living hope, that he is alive and well, and because he is alive and well, we know that we shall live, that you have come to give us life in all its fullness, and that's not just in the here and now, but Father, that's in eternity as well. Father, you have come, Jesus has come, that we might have life in all its fullness. Father, may we experience that life in you today. Father, may we experience that life as we engage in the service of worship today. Father, we pray that you'd come and that you'd minister deep into every heart, to every soul. And Father, we just thank you for your presence in our lives. Father, we thank you that you're always there, that you're that one constant. And Father, you have been that constant throughout the centuries. Father, you have been that constant since the day that you created the earth. And Father, we just thank you that you love us, that you care for us. Father, that there's not one of us that you don't know exactly what's going on in our lives. Father, your word says that even the very hairs on our head are numbered. Father, such is your knowledge of us. And we thank you for that. We praise you. We give you glory. We honour you. We lift up the name of Jesus in this service today. Father, we just thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts. And Lord, we pray that you continue to pour out your spirit upon us. May we know what it is to hope in you, to trust in you. Father, we pray that your love may be shed abroad in our hearts. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. So we have uh, an announcement from Kathleen coming up from uh, the Food Bank. So we're going to hand over to Kathleen in just a little second. Hi everybody, uh, welcome to my new office. Uh, this is my dining room, which is now my office. I am too self-isolating. Uh, Stevie's asked for a wee update on the food bank and things have had a major change in the last few weeks. Uh, we have closed all our distribution centres, uh, all 11 of them, almost 12, uh, but they're all closed due to our volunteers being more mature or having a health issue or someone in their household having a health issue. So taking the decision to close all distribution centres at the moment. We have set up three temporary distribution centres which we ask people to book into when they're being referred uh, to from either the advice shop or the citizen's advice. Uh, we've made that decision to make sure that the help goes to the people that really need it and also that they can get the help and support they need. If you know somebody that needs help and support, please ask them to phone the advice shop or the citizen's advice uh, and we can take referrals over the phone from them and we can get it delivered to either one of the distribution centres or to their home if they're self-isolating. Uh, we've been working very hard. Uh, Stuart, you know, has been in self-isolation so Stuart and Tim have done a marvellous job phoning around all the volunteers this week to check up on them. All 217 have been done this week so far, eh, which is great that our volunteers know that we love them and we miss them. Eh, so that's been a great task done this week. Eh, the warehouse has been extremely busy. We have been taking a lot of stuff in from different cafes and eh, restaurants that have been closing down. So. Uh, we've been extremely busy getting community food out there. And lastly, um, some prayer points. If you could pray for safety for our volunteers and our staff that when they're out uh, mixing with people, delivering things, that they are safe and protected against this virus. 
Also pray that Stephen has been extremely busy doing funding applications. So pray that they are successful because this could open up a lot of doors for us. And also pray that we get the food that we need when we need it. Uh, there's still a big shortage of tinned potatoes and curry sauce. So pray that we get what we need. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, have a good week. Really missing you all. Uh, take care. So before we started today, I wanted to give you a little insight into what Church Online looks like. Um, this was uh, filming for a Treasure Kids talk that we put on the Treasure Kids Facebook page. Um, as you can see, we're all set up. We've got a little mini studio. It's all very high tech um, and we're always trying to improve uh, everything for you guys because we love you and we want just uh, to, to have a great experience for you. So this is, this is what uh, church looks like from my point of view. Um, this is what church looks like from your point of view, uh, sitting on your sofa, uh, however you're engaging with church today, wherever you are, and just uh, just give you a warm welcome again. It's great that you're with us and uh, it's just a blessing to, to be together, even if it's online. Um, the other thing, uh, senior leaders meeting, this is what it looked like during the week. Uh, so it was on a, a laptop, but great to be able to hear everybody's voices and just to hear um, everybody share their thoughts and uh, feelings and opinions about where we're at and uh, just how we should move forward as a church. But we are trying to do as much as we can really to support you. Um, so there's a number of things which are in the process. Uh, we're trying to set up virtual connect groups. Um, and so there'll be uh, an email coming out about that this week. Um, I want to try and explore uh, a way of texting everybody because most people have mobile phones, uh, just so that we can get little bits of information out uh, quickly to everyone. Um, the other thing uh, is that this Friday coming uh, is Good Friday. Um, today is Palm Sunday. This Friday coming is Good Friday. And I really want us to maybe join together um, at half past seven on Friday night, just for a short time of coming together to read some scripture and to share communion. And the way we're going to do that is, well, you will need to uh, just be prepared uh, yourselves for that. So so get some, some juice and, and some crackers or some bread or whatever it is that uh, you have to hand and, uh, and we're going to share this experience together as we remember uh, what Good Friday is all about. It's all about the Lord Jesus' uh, body being broken for us, his blood being shed for us. And so we're going to come together and take communion at half past seven on Good Friday. And then Sunday, next Sunday will be Easter Sunday. So another message of hope. Um, today's message is going to be about hope, but uh, we're going to preach another message about hope on Easter Sunday. So I'm praying and hoping that, that you can join in with that as well. Can I encourage you? Um, if you if you want to just share something with us, uh, there'll be a comments box. If you're watching this on Facebook, write a comment, uh, say amen, you know, shout out your praises. Uh, as we were singing that song, I could, I could actually hear the congregation shouting out their praise um, at the usual places in, in those songs. So keep doing that on Facebook. And uh, you can also watch this on YouTube. You can watch it on the church website. You'll be able to hear uh, the audio from that on the podcast afterwards. Although. Uh, we've moved the video to the front of the church website just so that it's as easy to access as possible. So this is kind of what church uh, looks like for us. It's going to be like this for the foreseeable future. And we want to just try and, and uh, help you in as many ways as we can. The Lord bless you and uh, the Lord keep you. But today I, I want to just uh, spend a little bit of time uh, thinking about this message. And it's entitled Dare to Hope. You know, I keep hearing uh, on the news and on TV these days that we live in unprecedented times. And uh, 
you know, it's really strange that all the restaurants have closed. Uh, we can't go out for a, a meal somewhere. Mary and I missed our anniversary, but we did hear that there's uh, a restaurant in the moon, which the food is really great, but the problem is there's no atmosphere. That was a joke. This is the queue where you put the wee laughy thing on Facebook. So, um, but unprecedented means uh, that something has never uh, happened before. It's never been known before. And, you know, we hear these words all the time, but the reality is that what we are going through just now, a pandemic, is, is not a new thing uh, to society. It may be unprecedented in our lifetime, but it's not unprecedented because these things have happened before. Um, and the church has lived through these things before. The church has survived through these things before. Came across uh, an old article, it was from the 30th of January this year, on uh, Christianity Today, I think it was the website, and it talked about how Martin Luther, the famous reformer, actually lived through a pandemic in his own uh, town of Wittenberg and how he encouraged people in the church to, to really help those who were round about them. And so you've heard that message from Kathleen today. If you're able to volunteer, if you're able to do something to, to help, then, then, then please would love you to do that uh, and really get involved in helping others. We understand that those who need to be isolated, please Please, uh, please be isolated, those who are shielded, please uh, be careful. But these things have happened before and the church has survived and the church will survive again. And I, I just wanted to encourage us uh, to think about that. These things have happened before, even way beyond uh, our history and the history of Israel as well. And that's what we're going to uh, think about today. The, the subtitle of this is Lamentations of Jeremiah. And we're just going to consider really briefly uh, this book in the Bible. A couple of weeks ago, I found myself reading the book of Lamentations. I just felt God was prompting me to read that. And uh, I, I kind of knew what I was in for. I'm thinking, Lamentations, do I really want to read that just now? And I started to read it. And uh, I read about a, 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 a situation that happened in Israel. Um, the, the, the book of Lamentations was written by Jeremiah. He's one of the prophets. He was actually known as, as the weeping prophet. Um, he talked about what was going to happen in uh, Jerusalem before it actually happened. Um, but it made me think about Jesus as well, because Jesus was also a weeping prophet. You know, this is this is uh, Palm Sunday, and we reflect on 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 this time of of the year. Jesus actually arriving in Jerusalem. And the Bible says that when he arrived in Jerusalem, we read about this in Matthew 23 and Luke chapter 19, when Jesus arrived in Jerusalem, he looked on the city and he began to weep and he began to mourn over the city. And, and he says, you know, I, I wanted to, to kind of gather you in together. I wanted you to experience my peace. Just like a, just like a mother hen gathers its chicks, I wanted to gather you in, but you, but you wouldn't have it. And Jesus knew what lay ahead of him. And... Uh, you know, what, what, what was significant about that is that he wanted to gather people together. And we, we're in a time where we want to gather together. Really, we do. Um, but, but people in Jesus' time didn't want to do that. Instead, what they began to shout eventually uh, was crucify him. And they put Jesus on the cross. But going back to, to Jerusalem in, in Jeremiah's time, um, I, I just kind of think, you know, for 40 years, Jeremiah talked about what was going to happen to Jerusalem. He, was, he talked about God's judgment on Jerusalem because of the sins of the people. And in the book called Lamentations, um, 
Jeremiah paints a really graphic word picture of the devastation of Jerusalem at the hands of the Babylonians. And it's actually quite horrific in places. You know, if, if Bible books were to be rated, this one would be rated 18. Because some of the things that happen and some of the things that Jeremiah details in this are quite horrendous. You know, we think that things are bad just now, and they are. But things in Jerusalem in these days were just utterly horrendous. And he talks about in this book, the siege of Jerusalem, he talks about a famine and the dire lengths that people went to in order to survive. You know, if you read this book, it's five chapters, you'll see what I'm talking about. He talked about the destruction of the temple. He talked about the breach of the city walls. He talked about uh, people being taken away captive. You know, you may remember uh, not so long ago in the church we looked at the life of Daniel and his friends Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. These were young men who were taken away from their families, from their home, from their culture, uh, from everything that was familiar to them. They were taken away at this time into a strange land. There was the looting of the city and then there was the execution of the leaders. And I just think, how horrendous, how horrendous were these times for these people? And Jeremiah in Lamentations chapter 1 verse 1 says this, How deserted lies the city, once so full of people. Does that sound familiar to you today as you turn on your TV and you look at Edinburgh and the streets are empty. You look at London um, and the streets maybe aren't as empty as they should be, but, but you get what I'm saying. And in Jeremiah's day, they experienced this dire distress. And as I read Lamentations, I found myself longing for some good news. And the good news was hard to come by. There was no good news. And then, then I came to chapter 3. As I began to read chapter 3, this is what I read. Let's go to uh, verse 19. It's up on the screen here. And... Uh, Jeremiah says, The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. I'll never forget this awful time. And when he talks about grieving over his loss, it's really describing that sinking feeling that happens within us when we get bad news, when something happens and we just get this knot in our stomach, we actually feel it inside of us. And that's what uh, Jeremiah is talking about here. And here it is in verse 21. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. And it was that phrase, yet I still dare to hope. That really caught my attention. Jeremiah has been talking about what's going to happen. He sees it happening. He weeps and he mourns over the city as it's happening. And yet, in this moment, he still says, Yet I dare to hope. What an incredible faith Jeremiah has. He believes in God. He believes in a God who comes through. Why does he dare to hope? He goes on to say, when I remember this. What does he remember? Well, in verse 22, he says that he remembers the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. It was an expression, the expression in verse 21 that struck me. I dare 
to believe because he believes in a God who's just, he believes in a God who's merciful, he, is, he believes in a God who believes in people. He sees what's worst in us, but he sees what's best in us. And that's why he sent Jesus to die for us. He sent Jesus to die for us in order that our relationship with him might be restored, in order that we might have peace with God. And it was that expression, dare to hope. And I want to encourage us, church, today, do we dare to hope in the days that we're living in? There's no doubt about it. We look at what's happening and it, it, it causes something to happen inside us, yet we dare to hope. You know, there's debate as to whether hope is a good thing or not, but I'd rather have hope than hype. I'd rather have hope than hype. Some people just put on a good show, they talk a good game, but there's no substance to it. What we are talking about is a hope based on something that's sure. It's not just hype, it's actual real hope based in something that we believe in, something that we feel is sure. You know, I had a conversation with a teacher in Whitburn Academy. In fact, we began to have the conversation, but we didn't have time to finish it. Um, it was at, I think it was at Easter time last year, in fact, and I'd done an assembly talking about hope. And uh, the teacher was talking about, not sure that I'm, I'm really into this hope thing, because hope can sometimes disappoint us. And that's the theme of a film called The Shawshank Redemption. Hope is part of that film. And there was a quote from the film, which I really loved. It says, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. But what is hope, and how do we get it, and where do we get it? And I think the Bible tells us a little bit about hope. Hope is one of those three things mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13. These three remain faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. But the middle one is hope. And hope is such an important thing to us as Christians. And if you're not a Christian, if you don't know what that hope is, then we'd love to chat with you about that. Messages on Facebook, we can reply to that. If you go to the church website, you can contact us through the church website. Send us an email, we'll be able to reply to that. We have things which we can send out to you to help you understand more about the hope that we're talking about. But here's some things as and I'll try and be really, really brief here. Some things which I think about hope. Hope is the fruit of persistence in the face, face of adversity. Hope is the fruit of persistence in the face of adversity. How can we say that? We say that by reading Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through to 5. And this is what it says. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Here it comes again. He is the one who's accomplished that peace for us. Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Now there's a hard thing to do. We rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance character and character hope hope is the fruit of persistence in the face of adversity it's about how we face our circumstances it's about whether or not we take on the face of our circumstances our fears the things that we're looking at every day or do we take on the face 
of our creator God who loves us? Do we take on his qualities and characteristics? It says in here, and this is what I love about the Christian faith, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. You see, a Christian's hope is founded on something much bigger and much grander than themselves. It's bigger than our understanding, it's bigger than our resources, it's bigger than our gifting, it's bigger than our skills, it's bigger than our talents, so much bigger than us, even us together as church. It's founded on a person and his name is Jesus. Hope is holding on to a bigger vision of the future despite the current reality. What we see around about us our hope is based on a bigger vision, a bigger picture of what is today and what is to come. In Hebrews chapter 12, here we are back in Hebrews again, chapter 12, says this. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, here it is again, the bigger picture. Jesus saw the bigger picture. This is talking about a time where he was facing all that would come, the, the suffering and the crucifixion and all these things. It says that because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now, now he is seated in the place of honour beside God's throne, beside God's throne. Jesus saw what lay ahead and for the joy that was set before him, the joy that was awaiting him, he was able to endure. He had a hope because he saw the bigger picture. He knew what his suffering was about to accomplish. We see the circumstances, but it's only through holding on to that bigger picture, that vision of the future, despite our current reality, that we can have hope, that we can dare to hope. Even in this day and age, we can dare to hope. What's your current reality? What is it that you are facing just now? There are some people that really made an impact on me when I was a lot younger, when I was in my late teens and my early 20s. I think of people like Desmond Tutu. Desmond Tutu had a vision, he had a bigger picture, and that picture was racial equality. We could say the same about Martin Luther King Jr. Terry Way had a bigger picture as well. His big picture was freedom for hostages, freedom for captives. And Stephen posted something in his Facebook just this week about Terry Way and what he endured. He, he spent, you know, I can't remember the figure, it was over a thousand days, it was a high number, in prison himself because he had a bigger picture, a bigger vision for going to negotiate and set others free. That made an impact on me as a young man. Another thing that impacted me as a young person was Bob Geldof and his bigger picture was dignity for humanity, was feeding people who were hungry. He had a bigger picture, he had a bigger vision and it was these bigger pictures that kept people going. Jeremiah, he too had a bigger picture. The bigger picture was the restoration of the people of Israel and the restoration of the city of God, the holy city. He had a bigger picture. And that was what motivated him. That was what got him up out of bed in the morning. 
holding on to that bigger picture can carry you through your current reality, whatever that is. I've said it many, many times in the church over the last few months. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. Not by what we see in the circumstances, we walk by faith because there's a God who helps us to see what we can't see through our natural human eyes. Things that we can't grasp through our normal human wisdom. Fourthly, uh, sorry, thirdly, hope is alive and well. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, in the New King James Version, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again. It's where we get that term, born again. There's a spiritual rebirth happens through Jesus. But he's made us alive to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And as we approach Easter, that's what we think about. It's this great fact of history that we remember. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. At a time where the stories, the accounts were written about Jesus, and we'll maybe talk about this next week, he was seen by over 500 people. The Jews wanted to disprove it, the Romans wanted to disprove it, but nobody disproved it at the time. And the most accurate records that we have are the four Gospels themselves, which talk about the resurrection. Hope is alive and well, because hope is a person. Hope has a name. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 1, Paul is speaking to his apprentice, young Timothy, and this is what he says. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Saviour, and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. Jesus Christ is our hope. He is alive. He is our living hope. And that's what we've been singing about this morning. Because he lives, we know that we shall live not only experience life in all its fullness in the here and now, Jesus came to give us life and life in all its fullness. The devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. That's what pestilence is about. That's what famine is about. That's what death and suffering is about because we have an enemy that wants to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus, however, has come that we might have life and life in all its fullness. Hope has a name and his name is Jesus. Fifthly, hope gives us security in the storm. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19 says this, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters into the sanctuary behind the curtain. What it's saying is that our hope is like an anchor that reaches into the very presence of God and gives us that security. So that when the storms come, we are able to hold on to that hope. Storms of life. We're in the middle of a storm right now. And we have a hope that takes us into a new place. I recognise at this point in time that hope can be fragile sometimes. If we take our eyes off of the Lord, then hope can start to dissipate. We need to fix our eyes on him so that we have this hope. I know that all too well through my experiences in life, how hope can dissipate. Even in the last few weeks there have been moments where I have quite f felt quite anxious. Um, I think Tim put something in his uh, Facebook last week about going to the shops and how it made him feel. I, I was going out to the shops last Saturday. I actually felt quite 
quite uptight. I felt quite anxious about, about even just going out to the shop. But do you know what? I just had to say, okay, I need to get my eyes fixed on God again. I need to put my trust in him. I need to be safe. I need to look after myself. I need to do all the hand washing and all that kind of stuff. But I'm trusting him because I have a hope. Lastly, hope is contagious. I don't know if you clocked the picture at the start of the presentation. It was a, a picture of the lighthouse, the most northerly lighthouse in Scotland. And here's Josh and Sarah looking at the lighthouse while I'm taking the photograph. You know, when we're there, we're taken by this lighthouse. We look, we look at it and we think, wow, that's amazing. People actually sail out to that and spend time in that. And that lighthouse is a beacon for the ships that surround that part of Scotland. It's a beacon that warns ships away from the coast and it's a light in dark places. And I think that that can be our lives as well. Our lives can be like a light in a dark place to those who are round about us. You know, there's a phrase that became popular uh, just recently. You'll have seen it on mugs and tea towels. It said, keep calm and carry on. It's a phrase that goes away back to the 1940s. Keep calm and carry on. A phrase that goes back to a time where people... Uh, People were experiencing life in, in terrible ways, much worse than we are today. And yet they had this phrase, keep calm and carry on. It's only when we go through difficulties that we know what that means. You know, when, this, when the, the ships are out in, in the sea and it's a rough sea and they see that lighthouse, they go, okay, we know we're near the shore. We know we're not far from a harbour, but we know we need to avoid those rocks. It's a light in a dark place. Our lives can be like a light in a dark place. We can be the people who keep calm and carry on because we have a living hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. What are people catching from you today? What will people catch from you this week? Almost nine weeks ago, I boarded a flight to Arizona. You know, I thought that flight was never going to end. It lasted somewhere between 10 and 11 hours. And I was just like, when is this flight ever going to end? But the reality is, there was a man in the cockpit there called the pilot. Um, I don't know his name, but he was doing his very best to, uh, amidst uh, a headwind to get us to our destination. And we eventually landed, we got off the plane, we saw our friends Dave and Roxy Beach, uh, who were hosting us in Arizona, and we just kind of embraced them and it was so good to see them. Why am I telling you that? Because the journey had an end. It had a start time, we had a hope throughout that journey, it was difficult at times during the journey, it was uncomfortable, but there was an end to the journey. And I want to encourage this church that this time will end. This season of what's happening in our, in our world today will pass, it will come to an end. And I encourage us to cling on to hope while we're going through this season. Just to finish off today, I just pray that you experience some of these things for yourself. Hope is the fruit of persistence in the face of adversity. I pray that you find hope. I pray that you find that even as you persevere through adversity. Hope is holding on to the bigger vision, the bigger picture, despite your current reality. We're all experiencing things just now, but we need to keep hold of that bigger picture. Hope is alive and well. Hope has a name. Hope's name is 
Jesus. And I pray that you put your trust in Jesus today. Hope gives us security in the storm. It's an anchor that goes into the very presence of God. And hope is contagious. I pray today that you experience that hope, that you experience something afresh from God today. I just want to encourage you, church. I want to encourage everyone who's maybe tuning into the service, whether you're from another church, whether you don't go to church at all, you maybe don't have a faith, you may be watching this. We welcome you to really come into our uh, gathering. You're welcome into our church family online anytime. And when we begin to meet together again, you'll be more than welcome to join us. But I just want to pray for, for everyone today who's tuned into this, whether it's live going out or whether you watch this later on or whether you're listening to uh, the podcast at some point during the week or maybe even months down the line you come across it. I just want to pray for you. So let's just bow our heads as we pray. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he is our living hope. Father, we thank you that we have been given something which will last forever, that your Holy Spirit has come in to our hearts and that, that your spirit will last forever. Lord, we bless you, we praise you, we give you thanksgiving. And Lord, we pray that you'd help us in the midst of our storm, in the midst of the circumstances, to hold on to that hope, to hold on to you, to trust you, to keep our eyes fixed on you. And Father, we just pray that you would demonstrate your power in our lives. Father, those who we're praying for regularly throughout the week, as we pray for this whole situation. And Father, we pray that you would keep those people, that you would keep them safe. Lord, particularly those who are frontline dealing with uh, those who are suffering from this disease. Father, we pray your protection over those frontline staff and all who are working away day by day to keep the country running. Lord, we pray for our leaders that you give them great wisdom and help them to make great decisions on our behalf and help us to make good decisions on their behalf as well. And Father, I just pray for anyone who's watching this uh, just now or listening to this message later, that you would just encourage them. And I just want to give this opportunity, if anybody's listening to this today, watching this transmission today or listening to it later on, if you've never made a decision to become a Christian, Easter is the time where we think about the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus died for our sin. He died to save us. He died to set us free. He died to pay our penalty, the price for our sin. He died to zero out our account so that we could then be in the black rather than in the red in terms of our relationship with God. And if you've never made that decision, then I just invite you to pray this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I recognise that I'm not enough. I recognise that I have done things that are wrong. I ask that you forgive me I ask that you come into my heart through your spirit. I ask that you live within me and give me this living hope. I pray that you take me forward in a future with you and that you'd help my life to honour you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, church. I just want to, to say the Lord bless and protect and strengthen and encourage you and give you a hope, give you a living hope today. The Lord bless you, we love you, we miss you, we look forward to when we can gather together again as church. But in the meantime, let's stay connected, let's stay true to each other, let's stay safe, and let's keep focused on God. Amen. <laughs>